Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we are going to chat with Megan Walling, VP of People at Crowdriff, a visual content marketing software for travel and hospitality brands. Megan has over 12 years of experience building, leading, and enabling high-performing teams within the tech sector. She kick-started her career in New York, where she worked alongside hyper-growth startups such as ZocDoc and Square, helping them headhunt the best possible technical talent and organize them smartly around problem-solving and innovation. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So firstly, beyond my wee introduction there, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, your career history, and your current role. After New York, I moved back home to Toronto, uh, where I started leading HR teams um, in the technology sector still, building HR teams and then building technical teams, um, you know, scaling from anywhere between you know, 50 to 250 people to uh, my latest role previous to CrowdRiff. I was the global head of HR for the digital bank at Scotiabank, where uh, we scaled the technology team from about 150 people to over 1,000 people um, in five countries. And so uh, it's been a fantastic roller coaster of a career so far. And, you know, now I've been fortunate enough to join CrowdRiff, where, again, uh, you know, joining a bit of a rocket ship of a company, uh, growing rapidly, uh, you know, and just providing a, a great experience for customers. Okay, thank you very much. So let's get into the hard hitting questions for today then. And listeners, I should also just mention that Megan is one of our awesome speakers at the Innovate Work Toronto Summit happening November 26th at the uh, Metro Toronto Convention Centre. So, Megan, thank you so much for agreeing to to be a speaker there. We're very much looking forward to to seeing I'm so you. And we're gonna, about it. It's going to be great, and we're we're definitely going to delve into your session later on. But uh, to start with, how, how do you help leaders feel the best team possible, especially in the context of when they are dealing with the constraints like startup capital, a lack of defined vision and direction, uh, and a pretty tough labour market. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a competitive space, um, especially in Toronto right now, the technology sector, trying to find top talent. Uh, it's, a, it's a small city, actually, when it, when it comes to the technology sector. And so really, you know, you have to understand who the talent is and where they're at in their life cycle and then how they would relate well to an organization. So, you know, you need to understand the organization and what stage that they're at. Meaning, you know, you don't want to bring in, you know, a super, super, super senior vice president to lead a function when you can find somebody who's up and coming in their career. But at the same time, you need to understand where the business is at. Um, and so having that network of people that you've sort of built along your career and, you know, met at various, um, you know, different workplaces and different industry events and then being able to bring that to a new organization will really help differentiate an HR leader, I think, uh, as well as, you know, making sure that the org structure can support it. I find like a lot of organizations will bring in very, very senior people or top talent then the org structure won't be set up to support them and then you know they'll lose that talent therefore uh, doing damage to their employment brand so you know first things first you really have to understand what the organization needs and where it's at and be realistic about that and then as well set the talent up for success internally when they arrive awesome thank you i want to i want to tease a little bit more out of you there in terms of uh, advice for hr leaders in terms of uh how you can help them with their businesses find and recruit top technical talent so i don't know for example would you recommend outsourcing recruitment services sometimes uh what about the role of the the employer brand in in, in attracting 
the best talent. And also, uh, there's a lot of talk about incentives versus old school salary and how important the right incentives are these days when you're looking to to attract the, the best talent. I'd love to get some tips there. So I think one of the things that organizations need to do is just be realistic about what, where they're at and, and have that be okay. So if you have a really strong recruitment function set up, uh, you know, then you don't need to leverage outside agencies. But if you don't have that set up and you have some key and critical hires that you need to make quickly uh, so that the organization can scale or so that you can hit you know, the, the revenue returns that you're looking to hit, uh, you know, sometimes you do need to leverage outside agencies to bring in that top talent because they have the access to it. Uh, you know, ideally, I would recommend that they then set up a recruitment function so that they're not spending a ton of money on agency fees for lower level positions. But you may always for the next you know, several years be in a position where you do need to leverage them for some of that really key talent. Um, I think, you know, employer brand is an area that startups don't focus on uh, nearly enough in the early days. Uh, you know, they're, they're scrappy. They're focused on other things. Uh, but, you know, being purposeful and planful around that, I think, is really important. So, you know, one of the things that we're looking at with Crowdriff right now is it's a fantastic place to work, uh, but a lot of people don't really know about it. And it's actually like a wonderful place for, for developers to come in and hone their talents as well. And so, you know, we're working as a team to figure out, you know, what different campaigns we can run. Quite often startups just focus on, you know, their name and saying this is a great place to work and, you know, we have foosball tables, uh, but really, you know, understanding what the talent is looking for in terms of professional development, personal development, career growth opportunities, you know, access to leadership, uh, you know, access to, to great projects and being able to market that and campaign around that I think is really important. Um, and then I think as well as, you know, segmentation of those different groups. So actually treating it like a true marketing campaign. I think that's where a lot of organizations fall down. They, they paint everything with sort of one brush and not understanding the way that you need to differentiate and create a bespoke campaign towards various talent. And then, you know, to the final part of your question around compensation, you know, I think everybody needs to agree that compensation is just always going to be a, a big lever. Um, but I think it's a baseline of what you need to get right. So I think you need to pay people what the industry is paying them, um, you know, and then, you know, add a top up for their skills and experience. But the total rewards package, I think, is where, you know, a lot of organizations don't focus enough attention on it and how to structure that properly. You know, so you know, where do you give variable compensation? Is it just to your top line or can you push that all the way down at varying degrees? And if you can, you know, how do you hold people accountable? I think, you know, oftentimes organizations and HR leaders will sort of put the cart before the horse and think that a bonus is going to make people stay rather than understanding that a bonus is predicated on, you know, smart goals and OKRs and how people are performing and hitting them. And if you're not creating an environment in which they can hit them through organizational design and organizational efficiency, then the bonus uh, doesn't really mean anything. So, you know, in order to compensate people properly, all of the pieces have to be working really well together. And you know, I think this is often where people run into this issue where, you know, they're comping people really, really high, but the organization still doesn't seem to be moving and they're not really sure, you know, where the breakdown is. And the breakdown is really happening um, in the area of performance management. And performance management starts right from day one when you set up goals and a structure for, for the individuals within the company. And it starts even before that with the leadership team getting together and organizing themselves around what the goals are for the company and how that trickles down throughout the organization. So uh, it's a heck of a lot more than the foosball table then. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> can, can, you, can you delve in a bit more there? I'd, I'd love to hear from you, from your experiences, from, from what you've seen in the past, from the successes that you've had in terms of what, what are some of those pitfalls to avoid for organizations who, who try to scale first and focus on their people second? 
Yeah, and I think I think it's the most common thing that organizations do, and I and I really understand it actually because you know, you're seeing a lot of success in certain areas. It's like okay, let's just hire a lot more salespeople because we're making sales, you know, or hire a lot more engineers because you know our product is doing really well. Um, I think what ends up happening is they hit a breaking point where um, I think two things happen. One is that, you know, people stop being early day members, which means that they'll stop sort of just doing odd jobs as generalists sort of pitching in where they can, um, you know, and you can sort of throw options at them or salary increases ad hoc to them and they'll be happy because they're one of the founding members. Uh, what happens as you grow is people are no longer connected to that. Uh, and so now they're expecting, you know, real company things. They're expecting employee benefits. They're expecting professional growth. They're expecting career development opportunities. And so if you haven't set up that foundation of how people can look towards those things, you'll hit this breaking point where then you'll start seeing a lot of churn. And then as an organization, you won't be set up for that employee churn. And then everything will sort of, uh, you know, start to slow down. You know, your product development will slow down. Uh, your ability to hire will slow down because you're now you're taking a hit on your employment brand. You hit this sort of critical point where all you're doing is spinning your wheels. And that often is when an organization will bring in an HR leader. Uh, and so then, you know, you wish they would bring you in earlier than that, but oftentimes they don't necessarily need you or the business case isn't there or, you know, they don't have the capital for it. So then as an HR leader, you're coming in and sort of trying to undo a lot of the, a bit of the damage that was done and then set up a foundation uh, for people to move forward on. So you're sort of, uh, you know, like building the plane as you're flying it. So I would love if organizations would see the need for bringing in an HR leader uh, in the early days and uh, avoid some of those pitfalls of, you know, like rapid growth through an organizational structure that doesn't scale, um, rapid growth through a compensation structure that isn't going to be um, something that you can replicate across, you know, various members of the team and, you know, avoid the rapid growth of just bringing people in and not being able to better define what they're going to be working on. And then oftentimes that leads to layoffs. Um, so, you know, if, if we can have organizations starting to think about these things early on, I think that they would scale much better and much faster with less pain to the founders as well. You, you've spoken a lot there about the importance of, of the role of HR in, in, in leading the ship. Do you, do you think it should be the role of HR then to, to, to lead the, uh, the, the employer brand to to demonstrate the the benefits of, of a of an employer, or do you think that should be more company wide that there should be uh, advocates throughout an organization? I always see the role of HR as sort of like the chief change management officer, really. So I don't think that it needs to be HR out front of everybody saying this is what our employer brand is because. You, know, you aren't really the employer brand. The employer brand is really the people day to day doing the work on the product or doing the work, um, you know, in the sales team and, and doing the work within the leadership team on marketing and et cetera. And so what you really need to be able to do is look at all of those pieces uh, holistically, see where the good is, uh, and then be able to motivate and, um, you know, put a plan around it for the team to be able to action on. You know, so, uh, you know, if our development team is really strong and they're working with really great new tools, so what are we going to do with that? How are we going to get that out to people? How are we going to get our CTO at events talking about the great things that we're doing? How are we going to bring developers in, um, you know, for an open house and, you know, talk about all the things that we're doing with them? How do we make our current employees and past employees uh, part of our referral network? So, you know, all of those pieces that I just spoke about, that's the role of the HR leader. Uh, but getting the people out in front of the things um, is also part of the leadership team's job and the, re the job of the rest of the team here. Uh, but making sure that people understand that that's top of mind and then how to action on that, that's the role of the HR leader and the HR team. Now, a little while ago, I mentioned uh, that you are a speaker at the upcoming Innovate Work Toronto Summit on November 26th. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't got your tickets yet, please do so. You can find them 
through Eventbrite, through Meetup and at innovatework.co. Um, I'd, I'd love for you now to talk to us a bit about your session, which is called HR as the leading force for change in terms of what you're going to present and what are some of the hoped for learning outcomes? Yeah, so I think I've touched on it a little bit in this session, uh, but yeah, I think one of the things that I've learned over my career, which has never really been made obvious to me or, you know, or, or to other HR leaders is that, um, you know, you, you aren't really like the, you're not the policymakers, um, you're not the control functions. You know, those are things that you do and tasks that you do as part of your job. But if you're doing a really, really good job and you're actually like an influential uh, HR leader and a strategic driver of the organization, what you're really doing is shepherding the change management as an organization scales and grows. And they don't all have to be going through rapid growth for this to be your role. Uh, any change uh, needs to be shepherded by a strong HR leader, meaning that you need to step back and look at what the ripple effects are going to be of any change that you're going to make. You need to put together an actual project plan. You need to think about who needs to be spoken to when we need to think about you know, where we are right now and where we want to get to and all the steps that we need to take in between those, whether it be you know, talking to the team internally or working with you know, outside vendors or uh, you know, our investors or our board. You know, how, what is the best way for us to get to where we want to go with the least amount of pain? And when HR leaders aren't focused on that, you'll see a breakdown in morale. You'll see, you know, higher turnover. Uh, you'll see infighting between the leadership team. Uh, you'll see a lack of clarity and organization around goals. And so, you know, oftentimes HR leaders will take a step back and blame that on the leadership team. But in reality, the HR leader is supposed to take a shepherding role through all of that uh, because those individuals on the leadership team and the rest of the staff are actually supposed to be focused on their day-to-day -day job. So you're really the only one who's equipped to see the entire picture and be able to sort of lead people uh, to where they're looking to go. And so my talk is really going to be focused around, you know, shifting HR's mindset from, you know, you're not, um, you know, the chief termination officer you're not uh, in charge of you know documents and processing like that's just a task really what you're in charge of is enabling and, and shepherding change wonderful we are almost at the end of this particular interview megan before we wrap things up I'd, I'd love to know how our listeners can connect with you and how can they learn more about crowddrift yeah so to connect with me uh, you know i'm pretty active on linkedin uh, so you know, anybody can find me there i, I generally try and answer as, much, as many messages as i can i'm happy to have coffees or any other informative chats i have you know like a, a network of people that i'm also a mentor to so you know like happy to take on more of those and then as far as crowdrift goes um you know they can find us on you know we're on instagram or facebook we're on linkedin um you know they can even stop by the office here we're at spadina and queen in toronto um and you know we're at various speaking events and etc and so you know they can find us online as well at crowdrift.com so uh, happy to connect with anybody that's interested. Perfect. And that just leaves me to say for today, Megan Morning, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.